This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. It's definitely been an interesting week around the Northern Interior League as not much activity has taken place due to some weather postponements and cancellations. But you know what? That's okay because uh, we can still piece together some information to put together another edition of the NTL Now podcast. And glad to do that. Shane Wilbur back with you again for another great episode. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I learned some lessons this week, especially in uh, all the travels I've had uh, as far as covering all of the these uh, postseason sports and such. Sometimes when you get busy like that, you just kind of uh, forget about things. And whew, all I can say is uh, big thanks to uh, all my great mechanics and stuff who were uh, able to catch the fact that I almost let my car insurance or car inspection, I should say, uh, run out. So <laughs> glad I was able to get that done here uh, before the end of the month. But uh, yeah, you know, sometimes even in sports travels, you forget about things. But there's my uh, daily life rant uh, for you here on the podcast this week but hey let's get back into the sports conversations huh because well it's going to be uh, another uh, great week for us here on the NTL Now podcast because well even though we don't have a lot on the uh, spring side of things to talk about well at least we had the uh, NTL basketball all-stars announced this week so we're going to dive into uh, the NTL all-star teams and actually coming up in just a little while we are going to talk with Lady Hornet uh, Emma Coolidge that's right Emma Coolidge from Wellsboro was announced this week as the girls NTL defensive player of the year so congratulations to Emma and we're going to get the opportunity to talk with her coming up uh, about the season and such and uh, you know get to know Emma a little bit coming up a little bit later this week in the podcast and then also coming up in a little bit we're going to talk with Carissa Fluck from Liberty High School as well now why are we talking with Carissa this week well it's because you know I've always had this intriguing interest into the sport of bocce that we have at some of these area schools as well uh you know i've just never had the opportunity to really sit down and uh you know kind of get some insight get some perspective on it and uh this week finally i was able to track down get some email correspondence back and forth with carissa and she's been willing to come on this week and talk a little bit about the uh, unified bocce that we have here at some area schools as well so yes we're going to talk a little bit of bocce coming up here in just a little bit as i said we've got the recaps of the all-star teams for basketball on the girls and boys side too plus of course we'll talk with Emma Coolidge the defensive player of the year on the girls side as well so all that coming up here this week on the podcast but first we got to step aside thanks some sponsors and uh, when we come back we're going to talk bocce with Carissa Fluck from North Penn Liberty that's up next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports. 
the new name in the game for high school sports. There's always those nights of the week when no one in the family wants to cook. That's when you go to Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu packed with delicious food items. Everything from Alfredo to chicken parm, even pizza, pasta, prime rib, and so much more. Call Jimmy's Park Hotel today for your takeout orders at 570-673-8777. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. Open daily at 11 a.m. And like their page on Facebook for daily specials. And we are back here this week on the NTL Now podcast. And uh, as I told you before, heading into the break, it is time to branch out here in the uh, NTL sports world and uh, talk a little botchy here today. Now, of course, uh, I believe that I am definitely not the person who's going to be able to uh, really bring all the information that is necessary for this. So obviously, it's great to have a guest uh, like Carissa Fluck with us here uh, this afternoon uh, on the podcast as well. So, Carissa, thank you so much for taking some time uh, out of your busy school schedule to join us here this week. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Carissa, you know, I've been thinking about this interview uh, quite a bit here over this last uh, week and a half, trying to get, uh, you know, uh, obviously connected and whatnot. And, you know, I I think just the first question that, uh, you know, has come to my mind uh, throughout the majority of this is, uh, what do you see as the benefits uh, of bocce as a sport in our schools today? So I think that's a major benefit because bocce isn't just like any other regular sport that we have. Um, bocce is what's called a unified sport. So there are lots of sports like PIAA sports that schools have, um, and they're mostly populated by general education students. And then about once a year, I think most schools participate in Special Olympics, which is majority of students with disabilities who participate. So what's really special and what unified bocce brings to the school is that Students with disabilities and students without disabilities participate together um, in the same sport. So it really brings a sense of inclusion and just appreciating each other and and each other's differences and just all coming together. Um, I think it brings that to the whole school and, and district. We've seen that happen at North Penn Liberty and in the Southern Tioga School District. Now, Carissa, how long have you been associated and a part of the bocce program, either, you know, just at Liberty or, you know, was this something, you know, you've kind of seen, uh, you know, maybe in a prior time as well? Great question. So this is my fourth year uh, coaching the bocce team. It actually was created um, during my first year. So I think that the, the, administration in Southern Tioga kind of saw, they must have seen that other schools in, P- in Pennsylvania were doing this, this unified bocce, um, and they wanted to bring it to Southern Tioga. So I was a first year teacher. I was actually a fourth grade teacher, and it was brought to me by my principal and the director of special education. They were kind of looking for somebody, I don't know, excited about it um, with a background in special ed, which I do have. Um, So they were like, hey, we want to start this brand new thing. Do you want to coach? And I was like, of course I want to coach. That sounds awesome. (laughs) So we kind of started it from scratch, not really understanding what it was. We got lots of training in it. The Special Olympics and Unified um, team is really great at training 
their coaches and just giving you all the support that you need. So, like I said, I think this is the fourth year that we're doing it. Um, North Penn Liberty and North Penn Mansfield also have teams. And just in those four years, it has really grown. Um, we were the only ones in the area with Unified Bocce at first. And over the years, we now have competitors such as Canton, um, Athens, and I think that there might be some interest in like Troy and Tawanda, but it does take a little bit of time to get it off the ground. So we've watched it grow in our area and also around the state. Um, the first year we participated, I think there were about 70, 80 unified bocce teams in the state, and now there's over 100. So we definitely have been doing this. I think we're kind of we're kind of um, more of experts in the area than most, so we were excited to get other schools in the area hopefully interested and excited so that we have we can just grow the program. Carissa, you know, you did mention the fact that, you know, you do have a degree in special education, which obviously led to them uh, coming to you. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, you know, you had an interest in special education beforehand. Uh, does that, you know, kind of play a part in you uh, really, uh, you know, sticking with the program and really, uh, I guess I want to say, uh, enjoying seeing how the growth of it has kind of come, you know, through our area? Yeah, I would say that definitely got me interested um, getting, so I, I got my my, my degrees in elementary education and then also special education. So I did have that interest and that passion. Um, now the bocce team is, like I said, I was a fourth grade teacher and the bocce team is a high school sport, ninth through 12th grade. So I really stepped out of my comfort zone going over to the high school um, and being a coach over there when I really, that was not, the, the elementary school has always been kind of my home. Um, and, and it's honestly I never thought of it until you just asked this question, but it kind of changed my whole life because I have since then gone back to school to get my degree as a school counselor. And I'm now a school counselor in the high school and the high school bocce coach. Um, so like I said, it, it helped me step outside of my comfort zone, go to the high school, coach these kids and, and fall in love with the high school atmosphere. And now I'm actually over there full time. Um, so, yeah, it definitely has a lot. It's very, a very impactful program, not just for the kids. I think what I love about the fact is, you know, that, you know, the NTL has at least, you know, four bocce programs, as you said, just kind of, you know, shows how well-rounded our school districts are. You know, I mean, obviously we have schools that compete in PIAA sanctioned sports, and that's well and good. But, you know, to have kind of an opportunity like this, as you said, you know, for a unified, uh, you know, sport like this, for maybe students who don't, you know, have that uh, willingness to, you know, maybe uh, want to do other sports, but, you know, still gives them the opportunity to, you know, kind of uh, socialize with other students and, you know, still have that opportunity to kind of feel that uh, feeling of success and victory and everything in sport, too. Yeah, there's something so powerful. Like I like I said, there are Special Olympic sports, which are amazing and incredible, but there's something different and special about when students with and without disabilities are playing together because, we have games and the stands are packed. We play a game every year against North Penn Mansfield in front of our student body. And so the stands are completely packed with not only families, but friends and peers. And, and these kids get to play a sport in front of packed stands and they're the starters, right? And when they make the good toss and they get the point, everyone's cheering for them and they're celebrating. And like in what other context, like, you know, they might not be able to physically 
participate in football or baseball or soccer. So here we are. This sport is accessible to everyone, no matter what your disability is or your ability level. Everyone can play. Students in wheelchairs, people with very minimal mobility. Um, we can build ramps for kids so that all they have to do is release the ball from their from their grasp. Um, so this makes every single person able to participate. Um, it's the power of unified sports. So, Carissa, let me ask you this question. And, uh, you know, talking with uh, Carissa Fluck here from the North Penn Liberty School District, uh, you know, Carissa, as you see and as have said, you know, there's probably over like uh, 100 schools across the state that have, you know, some type of unified bocce program. I mean, do you find yourself, you know, at a point now where it's like, okay, you know, we have the number of schools who have this, you know, is it time to maybe take that next step to uh, reach out or, you know, kind of uh, guard? Garner some PIAA interest here to say, hey, look, you know, these are our athletes. This is their sport. We have the interest. You know, maybe now is the time to really, you know, think about uh, including this. Yeah, so actually Unified Bocce is a PIAA sanctioned sport. Um, and, and, and I think that that's – nobody knows about that because it's just not that popular yet. But I really believe that it's going to be. Um, like I said, I know that North Penn Liberty, North Penn Mansfield, Canton, and Athens all have teams. But the majority – so we have actually – if you win um, the bocce championship in your district, you have historically gotten to go to Hershey for states, just like the P other PIAA sports like basketball. Um, and we, North Penn Liberty, we won two times in our area. So we got to go to Hershey twice. And it became really clear that the majority of the unified sports popularity is in like the Philadelphia area. Um, there's a lot of state college area teams. So it just hasn't quite hit our area yet. But like I said, I think it's going to. Um, I'm really interested in trying to get it out there to like Homing County schools. I don't know of any of those that are doing it yet, but I also know that I think that they would have an interest if they can just hear about this program and see what it brings to their schools. I don't see a reason why someone wouldn't wouldn't want to get on this right away and include it in there with the, all their other PIAA sports. So, Carissa, let me ask you this then. What would be kind of your selling point to either parents who might be listening right now or even, you know, some administrators who may be downloading this podcast at a future date as well? They're hearing this interview. They're hearing your passion. What would be your selling point to maybe get that ball rolling in, uh, you know, a potential school that doesn't have bocce? I think that the way to sell this program is that you just have to see it for yourself. You have to go to a game of bocce, of unified bocce, and you have to see the pure happiness and the smiles and the high-fiving and the, the team atmosphere and how it, the kids walk through the hallways and get high-fives from friends saying, like, great game. Um, so... I just think that you have to see it to to truly feel the power of what this program has to bring. How big can bocce grow, uh, not only in our area, but you know maybe even uh, statewide or even nationally? I'm looking forward to the day that people see unified bocce just like they see the other sports that I named. Um, when they think about their high school sports and kids graduate and they go on with their lives and they remember their high school sports, they think about not only basketball, football, soccer, track, and bocce. 
I think that it really can grow to that level where it has equal amount of competitors. And so when we think about athletes in high school, we, we know that that can be students who are in a wheelchair or students with an intellectual disability or students with autism or Down syndrome. We don't just see this, oh, an athlete is this picture in my head. Anyone can be an athlete. Everybody has strengths. And Unified Bocce allows people with different strengths to be able to be that, that athlete. Carissa, I got to say, you know, it's been obviously a lot of back and forth communication with us really trying to uh, organize up this interview. But you know what? I'm really glad that uh, even though the season has completed, that uh, we did have the opportunity to sit down and kind of give an inner perspective, I guess I should say, you know, from your point of view, somebody who's been in that bocce world, uh, you know, to kind of give the listeners out there and people who may not be familiar with it, uh, you know, kind of uh, an insight to it. And uh, Carissa Fluck, I'm really glad that that uh, you know, we were able to get together this week. And thank you so much for taking some time here to talk bocce here on the NTL Now podcast. Thank you so much for highlighting bocce. I, I hope that someone hears this and says, I need this in my school. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. A big thanks to all the listeners out there for downloading the NTL Now podcast each and every episode out there, no matter what platform you are using, whether it be Apple or Google Podcasts. Of course, you've also got Spotify and, of course, ntlsports.com as well. No matter how you're doing it, uh, thank you again for all the great uh, downloads and definitely uh, looking forward to getting closer and closer to that 10,000 mark uh, for total downloads here of the NTL Now podcast. We are reaching that goal uh, each and every week, so definitely looking forward to that. I think uh, as of last check, we were just under the 9,000 mark, so I mean, uh, you know, definitely a big thank you to everybody, but the goal is to keep going and going and going, and we are definitely going to that 10,000 mark uh, before all is said and done. I can just feel it. I mean, I think I think it's going to happen before the end of spring sports. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, keep spreading the word out there. So, big thanks to all of you, and of course, remember, check us out social media-wise as well. Uh, you know, NTL Now Podcast, not only uh, on Facebook, but also on the Instagram page, and of course, by searching at NTL Now Pod on Twitter as well. So, keep the social media comments uh, uh, feedback and everything else coming as well. Definitely love to see that. And, uh, you know, as we continue on here with the podcast this week, Shane Wilber here with you. And, uh, you know, let's roll into some NTL basketball talk. Now, of course, this season, only one all-star game uh, that was played this year. Uh, unfortunately, I guess they just couldn't make the girls all-star game happen. But the boys actually had the opportunity to get that played. Uh, congratulations to the NTL East All-Stars as the NTL East boys Boys defeat the West Side by a score of 109 to 86. So congratulations there to the NTL East All Stars 
uh, on senior night there. That game, of course, played at the Troy Commons building uh, earlier uh, this week. It was actually mon this past Monday night, rather, at the Commons building. So congratulations to them. Now, of course, the All-Star teams were announced in the Northern Tier League as well this week, too. Congratulations to Ty Barrett on winning the Player of the Year honors. Offensive Player of the Year honors went to J.J. Babcock of Athens. Congratulations to him. Also just saw J.J. signing his letter of intent. He's going to go uh, continue his basketball career in college as he has uh, just signed his letter of intent to continue his basketball career at Elmira. So congratulations to him. Also, uh, Defensive Player of the Year went to Caden Williams of Canton. Sixth Man of the Year went to Chris Mitchell of Athens. And congratulations to Coach Brent Kyes and his staff at Wyalusing as they were nominated and awarded the Coach of the Year honors as well. Actually, more like Coaching Staff of the Year. But uh, definitely, uh, congratulations to their staff. Of course, uh, they uh, you know winning the district title uh, and uh, qualifying for the state tournament uh, for a second consecutive year. So uh, congratulations to Coach Kai's and the Rams program uh, for that honor. All right, now that means let's go to the NTL Large School first team here in the uh, division. Uh, congratulations going out to Connor Adams of Wellsboro, Mason Impt of Troy, Mason Lister of Athens. Tucker Brown of Athens, Ethan Vinoy of Troy, and Brody Burley of North Penn Mansfield all making your first team All-Stars in the large school division. Onward we go now to the second team All-Stars in the large school division. Liam Manning of Wellsboro, Naylan Carling of Athens, Carson Dominic, North Penn Mansfield, Darren Callahan of Wellsboro, Dante Ottaviani of Tawanda, and Peyton McClure of Wellsboro round out the second team All-Stars for the boys large school division that takes us now to the boys small school division first team Blake Morningstar of Wyalusing Grady Cobb of Wyalusing Isaiah Nimzik of Canton Dom Fabry of Sare McGuire Painter of Kalineski Valley and Derek Litzelman of North Penn Liberty start the first team all-stars for the small school boys uh, division uh, second team all-stars for the boys uh, in the small school will be Isaiah Way of Wyalusing, Dan Seeley of Northeast Bradford, Tucker St. Peter of Kalineski Valley, Cooper Kitchen of Canton, Jackson Hubbard of Sare, and Noah Shedden from North Penn Liberty round out your boys' small school all-stars as well. So that is your boys' all-star lineup here for the 2021-2022 uh, NTL basketball season. Let's now trade it over as we go to the the girls all-star team uh, for the 2021-22 season and for the girls we actually had co-players of the year okay so co-players of the year went to teammates Paige Manchester and Portia Bennett of Tawanda also Maisie Newber of Northeast Bradford uh, as the third co-player of the year of course last week had the opportunity to talk with Maisie so congratulations to her Portia and Paige on being a uh, awarded the co-players of the year for the NTL Girl All-Stars. Now, on to the Offensive Player of the Year. Cadence Masick of Athens, your Girls Player of the Year on the offensive side. Defensive Player of the Year, Emma Coolidge of Wellsboro. Sixth Woman of the Year, Destiny Brennan of Tawanda. And the Coaching Staff of the Year for the Girls All-Stars goes to uh, Coach uh, Gentile and his staff in Tawanda. So, congratulations there to the uh, Player of the Year and Coaching Staff of the Year honors for the Girls All-Stars. 
Let's now go to the first team on the girls' large school division. It will be Cadence Massick of Athens leading the girls' first team all-stars, Emma Coolidge of Wellsboro, Gracie Schoonover of Tawanda, Carly Bartlow of Athens, Rachel Kingsley of Troy, and Bryn Zonkowski of Wyalusing rounds out the first team all-stars. Second team all-stars will be Olivia Lechleiter of uh, the Wyalusing Rams, Paige Logsdon of Wellsboro, Bella Hurley of Tawanda, Addie Wheeler of Athens, Sydney Taylor, and Alyssa Parks of Troy round out the girls' large school second team. On to the small school division for the girls' first team. Elena Beebe of Northeast Bradford along with teammate Kaylee Thoman of Northeast Bradford as well. Taylor Ray Jones of Williamson, Molly Ward and Kendall Kitchen of Canton, and Elizabeth Ritchie of North Penn Liberty round out your small school division first team. And that takes us now to the the second team honors, where it will be Kate O'Connor of Northeast Bradford, Paisley Nudd of Kalineski Valley, Olivia Meisner of Williamson, Emmy or yes, Emmy Timeson of Canton, Sydney Landis of North Penn Liberty, and Ella Churchill of Kalineski Valley round out the second team small school uh, all stars on the girls side as well. But uh, overall. An amazing basketball season this year. So much great representation uh, across the District 4 playoffs on both uh, the boys and girls sides as far as NTL representation. Of course, you had uh, all of the uh, you know NTL representation into even the district finals too. So, you know, definitely uh, big congratulations to all of our area coaches and uh, players on the basketball side. And again, congratulations to all of our area all-stars and, uh, of course, players of the year, coaching staffs of the year, and more. I mean, it took uh, a big effort to get through the basketball season, and it was definitely uh, rewarded seeing how uh, all of our teams played and uh, were represented here uh, throughout the uh, District 4 playoffs and beyond, uh, even into the state playoffs as well. So definitely uh, happy to see uh, a lot of great uh, names there on the All-Star list. Now, of course, speaking of the girls' All-Stars, as I said, coming up here in just a little bit, hey, we've got to talk with our NT. TL Girls Defensive Player of the Year. That's right. We're going to talk with Emma Coolidge here on the NTL Now podcast. We'll get to know about her love of basketball, get to know her as a person, and, uh, you know, see what's uh, in the future coming up for Emma as well. So, folks, stick around. We talk with Emma Coolidge of Wellsboro on the way next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and as promised, time to talk some basketball all-stars with our NTL Girls Defensive Player of the Year, representing the Wellsboro Hornets. We've got Emma Coolidge with us this week. Emma, thanks so much for taking some time here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, so I've got to ask, because you seem like you're in a very chipper mood, what was it like when uh, you know you were told uh, that uh, you were wanted to be a guest this week on the podcast? Were you as, as, were you as excited as you seem to be right now? 
Yeah, um, I was really, like, I felt very happy and um, just honored to be able to come on the podcast and just allow myself to express how I felt about this season. Awesome. Well, you know what? We're going to actually give you that platform uh, to do so. But, you know, Emma, before we really uh, dive into the season, you know, I love to take the opportunity and, uh, you know, get to know uh, our NTL athletes and such. You being a senior captain and all this year on the basketball team, uh, you know, what really uh, got you into the sport of basketball? I mean, was it uh, elementary school? Did you not start until you got into high school? Kind of give us some background on the uh, Emma Coolidge basketball days. Yeah, so um, I started in Biddy Ball is what we have at Wellsboro. And it was just my mom um, really likes to keep us, my siblings and I, involved in sports. Um, And I just, from a little age, like, really just bonded with everyone um, on the team. Um, All my friends were on the team. So, like, of course, you know, I had to join. And I just fell in love, like, right away. Um, basketball is my passion. And um, starting out from a little itty-bitty basketball and working my way up to high school, um, it's really inspirational just to see, like, how far I've come and grown. Like, I used to literally not be able to dribble and travel everywhere. But now I don't do that. So it's really nice. So, Emma, you know, obviously, you know, heading into this season, uh, you're told, you know, you were going to be uh, one of the captains of this team, you know, uh, by your coaches. Uh, What was that like for you uh, being donned with that honor of, uh, you know, getting the C this year? Yeah, so um, I was a co-captain last year, but only like one player could go to the captain's meeting. So I was just kind of there for like moral support last year and just, continued to step up to be a leader and then being able this year to take on the role of a senior captain um was absolutely ecstatic for me like um I really enjoy you know making people feel better and just inspiring them to keep doing better each day and I push each and every one of them to work hard and believe in themselves because at the end of the day it's what you do that matters Emma, of course, you know, uh, looking into the beginning of this season, I mean, what was it, you know, that uh, you were expecting out of this year? I mean, did you see uh, a team that was going to compete for the NTL? I mean, was it a team that, you know, you figured, you know, if we get to districts, that right there in itself would be, uh, you know, a a victory for us this year, you know, given the fact that, you know, we do have uh, some newer talent, some younger talent, and uh, really, you know, this season's going to be kind of building as we go. Yeah, so we have been a young team um, since the summer. We played in a travel team together. And so I knew coming in we needed some work because a lot of our players haven't had that varsity experience. And I was the only returning player from last year's varsity team. So being able to um, just work together this summer, going to the weight room, doing different skills, in practice and outside of practice, shooting um, and just team bonding, like, is a very important aspect. And I really looked at this season and, I, you know, I thought we could go through it all. Like, you know, we have some really good teams like Athens and Tawanda we always battle with. 
Um, and this year we did it incredible, better than I expected. Um, so it was really interesting just to see how much we've improved from the summer all the way till now. And I'm really, you know, happy with our ending result, even if we didn't win. Um, we just were a family and, you know, that is a big and key role into any team is that team bond and knowing that, you know, they'll have your back and, I really enjoyed playing with them all this year. So, you know, as the season obviously is uh, coming down uh, the final stretch, uh, the, the Wellsboro Lady Hornets uh, end up, you know, with a 500 record. You finish 11-11 and on the year. You know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, that for you was uh, better than expected. But, I mean, you know, on a personal note, didn't it feel good to at least have that opportunity to at least uh, experience a playoff berth one final time, uh, you know, for being a senior that you are? Yeah, I was so excited. I've been working, you know, I've been teaching the girls and like talking to them like, come on guys, like a little more effort, like, and we could go all the way to districts. Like, it, you know, it's just an honor to go um, because a lot of the teams in our area um, weren't able to go in the first round of districts. And, you know, everyone thought that we were just going to roll over and, you know, they were going to come out and beat us by a lot. You know, I think we really showed everyone wrong. Like, we, we were just in the game. Um, and just going to districts is my last hurrah. Um, you know, I had a fun time um, being able to be out on the court for one last time, even if, you know, it wasn't on my home court. Um, but I really enjoyed the opportunity, and I'm really pleased with how – you know, it turned out at the end, like, we didn't get the win, but, you know, we, at the end of the day, like, we all were proud of how we, what we did this season. NTL All-Stars obviously uh, were announced earlier this week. Uh, you get that, uh, you know, notification that, you know, you have been voted on uh, by the players as the NTL, or as the co by the coaches, I should say, as the NTL uh, Girls Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, uh, Emma, kind of uh, take us through, you know, what it was like for you uh, to get that uh, notification and, uh, you know, what you were feeling uh, once you got it. Well, I have been looking ever since, like, the end of the season. Um, I've been checking literally daily um, when they would come out. Um, I worked so hard this year to be able to accomplish this um, goal of being Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I have it, you know, checked off now in my bucket list of things to accomplish for my high school season and career um but I'm like absolutely ecstatic like that just means the world to me and like continuing you know my career into college you know it just gives me um something to stand out and really go be above and beyond everyone else so let me uh, ask you ask you like this, I guess I should say, is, you know, so many players these days in basketball pride themselves on, you know, wanting to be so offensively minded. What was it about being a defensive player that you took a lot of pride in? Well, defense for me has always just been a love. Um, I've never really been, like, the greatest shooter. Um, so, like, I had to find my, my skill set, and... I really, you know, I was a good, I was able to drive in the paint. Like, I was really good at that. Um, but, like, I needed something more. And so 
I love like being aggressive. That's like my number one thing. Um, I just like, you know, I have that mindset, like I'm better than you, like come step up. Like I just, I'm ready to go. Um, and of course, you know, sometimes you get beat, but you know, you get right back on defense. Um, and I just really, I really enjoyed, you know, working on my defensive skills and just really being a power player. So Emma, you know, uh, let me ask you this question then, uh, you know, as you look back on your high school career, you know, why don't you uh, kind of, uh, you know, tell me, tell the listeners out there who were some of the, you know, coaches or, you know, who are, who are some people who have had, you know, like that uh, great influence on you as far as a basketball player goes, you know, whether that be, uh, you know, AAU coaches, uh, you know, your actual high school coaches, you know, who, who is it that you've uh, really, uh, you know, taken some, some good advice from over the years? Yeah, so I'm involved with a bunch of sports, so unfortunately I was not on any AAU teams, but um, I got to say, going back to middle school, um, Coach Morris and Coach West, um, so Coach Morris has been with me um, since middle school all the way till now, um, and he's really just been a big support, and He just, like, he's always believed in me right from the jump. Like, he knew I had a lot of potential, and he really just, you know, he'd be like, Emma, come on, like, you can do this. Like, we need you. Like, believe in yourself. Um, Because, like, some days I'd be just in a slump, and, like, I couldn't get it together. And so him really, like, being able to encourage me, you know, really made me a better player. Um, And Coach West, like, she's just so funny and upbeat and she really just helped me, you know, carry my positive attitude, um, throughout any season. And then my high school coaches, of course, um, coach Davis, he has been scouting me since sophomore year, um, because we originally had a different coach and he really just was like, would talk to me, come up to me in school and be like, wow, you had a great game. Like you, you know, you did this and this well. Um, And he'd be just encouraging. And he just, even to this season, he just really knew I was a workhorse and he really prided our team on that. And yeah, I just, I thank all my coaches for being able to push me and just like, be a big make a big impact on my life Emma you know you sound like a player who really uh, appreciates the experience you've had uh, as a high school athlete uh, no matter what sport it is that you've played but you know I'm curious you know you being a senior uh, you know I want you to put yourself in this scenario where like a a seventh grade athlete you know uh, might walk up to you and and say you know uh, or ask you for advice or something like that Uh, what what kind of words of encouragement or advice would you give to like the younger generation of uh, Hornets that are to come and uh, follow you know in your footsteps yeah so um some girls you know always look up to an older role model and if any girl came up to me and wanted to you know get better or learn the game of basketball like I always offer first I always offer to go to the park with them or go to the gym and just like shoot and teach them my knowledge um on that 
and then you know it's a whole mindset like you can be a, the best basketball player ever but if you're not mentally strong you're not going to get anywhere and so then we'd work on you know mentality and just being you know mentally and physically strong um but my best like advice for athletes um that are younger is to keep working and there's going to be competition and you might think that you're not good enough but believe me you are you can go against the best of the best and you could still come out on top because underdogs everyone always loves an underdog Talking with senior athlete uh, from the Wellsboro Hornets this year's NTL Girls Defensive Player of the Year in Basketball, Emma Coolidge. All right, Emma, so, you know, you've got the uh, home stretch here of your uh, senior year. You've got the uh, spring sports season here on the horizon. Uh, are we seeing you uh, participate in any spring sports coming up here? Yeah, so um, softball just kicked off um, last week for us, and um, I'm really excited. I am going to be the catcher this season. And our team's looking really good so far. We got a little bit of a slow start, but um, we're battling back and we're ready. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some good softball action here throughout this spring, so definitely glad to hear that. All right, Emma, so, you know, as we are uh, wrapping things up here, you know, I'm curious, what is the uh, Emma Coolidge plan for after high school? I mean, is there, uh, you know, the potential for you to want to maybe uh, try athletics at the next level? Are you maybe uh, focused towards more of uh, an academic schedule? I mean, what is the future here for Emma Coolidge uh, past Wellsboro High School? So I will be going to Penn State Altoona or Juniata College next fall, and I will be participating in their basketball programs. I, I've talked to the coaches, and I love both schools a lot, and the coaching staff, they're really supportive. They've come to come, came to some of my games, and I really enjoy talking to them. And I'm really excited to, you know, be able to have the opportunity to take basketball to the next level for me. All right. So, you know, you've got the sports thing figured out. What is it, uh, you know, that you're planning on majoring in uh, once the classes start? So I have not figured out what I would like to do um, as a career. I'm thinking something in social work, but I'm going to go undecided next fall. Hey, nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes, you know, you just got to go, kind of take in the college life a little bit. You'll figure that all out, you know, as the uh, days come to you. But Emma Coolidge, NTL Girls Defensive Player of the Year, you know, it was a great pleasure to sit down this week, uh, talk with you about uh, some basketball, some softball, you know, some future plans and everything else. And uh, definitely love your positive attitude. And I can tell you've definitely represented the Wellsboro uh, community and sports community uh, very well and also the classroom too so Emma thank you so much for taking some time this week and uh, best of luck to you and future endeavors thank you so much for having me the best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus surrounded by endless adventure meet the faculty and current students Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country.
Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu visit. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit MaxDrivingAcademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Welcome back here, folks, on the NTL Now podcast this week. Of course, it wouldn't be uh, a spring podcast if we didn't uh, sprinkle in uh, some spring sports talk, don't you think? As, uh, you know, even though the baseball and softball seasons are a little bit slow under the gun here to get underway, I mean, we're pretty much used to this as far as the beginning part of the season. I mean, if we get games in, it is pretty much a rarity and, uh, you know, probably going to make for a very busy uh, end of April and into the early part of May as well. But hey, it's spring sports. It's the Northern Tier League. Uh, we're pretty much used to this uh, if you've been around it for a while. So uh, good to see, though, some early season games uh, getting underway here already. Uh, we've already gotten a little bit of a look at uh, Troy and Northeast softball. What a game those two teams had in their season opener. Uh, kudos to Northeast Bradford for hosting that matchup and allowing Troy to actually be the home team. It was supposed to be Troy's season opener at home. Unfortunately, uh, due to field conditions, uh, their field's not ready yet. So Northeast Bradford hosted that one and allowed Troy to still be the home team. And uh, what a battle it turned out to be. Uh, Northeast Bradford uh, actually had an eight-run lead in that one uh, going uh, through the fifth inning before a bit of a Troy rally would rally the Trojans back to an eventual 14-10 loss. But uh, what a start to the season. Northeast Bradford, of course, a team just absolutely loaded with talent. Uh, a lot of veterans as well, of course, in uh, pitcher Tylee Franklin. You've got Maisie Newber, uh, also uh, Emily Sushan, uh, Thoman, and a whole bunch of uh, returning talent off of a team from last year obviously you know that uh, was runner-up in districts and then of course would make it on to the state tournament last year before uh, eventually losing to Halifax in the opening round of states but still uh, a great showing out of the gate for Northeast Bradford obviously you can tell their offense is going to be uh, there throughout the season but uh, what's interesting is I think is the determination and the grit of Troy right out of the gate uh, this lady Trojans team uh, so I've been told the scouting report on them is a very young group and a very young and hungry group uh, this uh, group of Trojans have been together pretty much up through little leagues and uh, even into uh, the teener circuit as well and uh, now are bringing their talents here to the uh, JV and varsity level. And it looks like Coach Anderson and company, they've got themselves a nice young nucleus here for this Trojan softball squad. And uh, if that first game against Northeast Bradford is any indication of uh, how their season's going to go, could be an exciting time for Troy softball for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, some of those players for Northeast Bradford, uh, you got Emily Sushan in this one who went three for 
four. Maisie Newber goes two for four. Kaylee Thoman, as I said, you know, she's one of the returning starters. She was one for two. Uh, newcomers, uh, McKenna Callier as well into uh, this lineup as well. So Coach Tilden Franklin, he's got himself uh, again, you know, this experience group. And the, the thing of it is, and it's crazy to think about this, but Northeast Bradford softball just seems like an engine that just keeps on running. I don't know how it's done. I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of what it is, you know, about this program. But, you know, it just seems like since the late 90s, early 2000s, this has just been the train that just keeps on trucking down the tracks. And, uh, you know, uh, glad to see uh, Northeast Bradford come out here with this early season win. I know this is going to be a team we're going to be watching throughout the year. And I know, uh, you know, there's probably a little bit of a mission inside them. They want to get back uh, to the District 4 playoffs. I think this is a team that. Uh, feels like they left uh, maybe a little something out there last year and there's a lot of grit and determination here for the Lady Panthers too so I mean it's going to be a, a wild uh, softball season I think but yes definitely uh, on the flip side like I said Really intrigued and excited to watch this Lady Trojan season unfold here in front of us. You know, sometimes there's always a surprise team in the league. Could this Trojans team uh, be our surprise softball gauntlet here coming up uh, as this season gets underway? All right, now also uh, on the flip side uh, for Troy program, uh, I did get the opportunity to actually see their baseball team last week. Now, uh, on the flip side of that, uh, they did have uh, Northeast Bradford Troy baseball uh, over in East Troy last Friday night. Now, weather conditions, not very ideal, but still awesome to get uh, an early season baseball game in here in the early part of the year. And, uh, you know, watching this one, uh, I really like uh, what Coach Allen and Troy has this year on the baseball side as well. It's funny because, you know, people have uh, already been asking me out of the game well, you know, who do you think, uh, you know, is going to be at the top? Who do you think is going to be, you know, maybe in the hunt? And, you know, when I look at the in the hunt category, you know, I don't know if one game can be a basis of, of a season. And obviously, you know, it can't. But, you know, when I look at this Trojan team and, and I see the experience they have coming back, I see some of the uh, additions they have as well on the athlete side of things. And, you know, don't be surprised. If we are, you know, sitting kind of at the, uh, you know, three quarters time of the season and Troy is right there in the hunt, uh, maybe not for the NTL, but for a potential district spot. I mean, I think this team, you know, uh, depending on how the pitching unfolds, because we know in the NTL uh, and just in baseball and softball in general, springtime is determined by a lot of pitching. And, you know, I'm curious to see how deep uh, Troy will go on the pitching side. But uh, athletes wise and their lineup, I think they could uh, you know kind of play with anybody in the NTL now of course in this matchup Corey Shooker was the uh, starting pitcher here for the Trojans he gave a nice solid four inning effort for Troy in this one he allowed uh, two hits two runs both earned over this four inning stretch only walked three and struck out six so a good start to the season so far for Corey Shooker on the hill also uh, Camden Allen and Justice Kimmicks coming in as well and uh, doing some pitching there for the Trojans. Now on the flip side uh, for the Northeast Bradford team, you had Stanton come in. I like this Stanton kid for Northeast Bradford, and, and because mainly he's a lefty, you don't see a lot of lefties around the area, and I think if this kid can put the season together, you know, as the weather gets warmer, you know, he gets a little more confidence on the hill. I think he could be one that uh, could be tangled with uh, as this season goes on, but uh, also in there, uh, Wiggins and Cooper coming in, uh, you know, to share some pitching duties too for Northeast 
Northeast Bradford. But, you know, overall, this game, you know, just kind of got away from Northeast Bradford early. You know, like I said, uh, you know, an early season matchup, you know, you've got not ideal weather conditions. So, you know, I don't know uh, how much of an indicator this is towards either team's season. But, uh, you know, Troy had a nice second inning. They got five runs in that one. They'd score three more in the fourth. Northeast Bradford would put together two more runs uh, in the fourth and fifth innings each, I should say, uh, as they would give uh, – Troy would have an 8-4 lead, actually, heading to the bottom of the sixth. They'd add one more uh, where Troy would score one more run uh, before the uh, third out would be recorded, and Troy would go on to win this one by a score of 9-4. to For Troy, on the offensive side, you had Cameron Harwick scoring two runs and then uh, a run apiece for Camden Allen, Corey Shooker, along with Lance Kimmicks, uh, Hoppa, and uh, Austin as well would each score runs. Joseph Fry for the Trojans, too, scoring a run as well. On the other side for Northeast Bradford, uh, one hit each for uh, Stanton as well as Shumway and uh, Russell. Runs each scoring uh, were Wiggins with one, Russell with one, uh, and then a couple of courtesy runners who would come in as well, Hunsinger and Kithcart. Uh, with each score run as well for Northeast Bradford. So, you know, kind of cool at least to get out, kind of see uh, some of this uh, early action as well. But, yes, on the baseball side, you know, like I said, don't be surprised if you see uh, a little more uh, spunk and fight out of this Trojan baseball team this year. I, li I really like the makeup they have, especially, you know, with Shooker uh, close to the, uh, you know, cleanup spot in the order. You got Justice Kimmicks coming back, who I thought had a really nice sophomore year last year for Troy. Uh, you've got Clayton Smith in there too so like I said I mean this Troy team could be one uh, that might uh, be a little bit uh, of an in the hunt team this year curious to see you know if they can keep this run scoring production going as well uh, some other action around the NTL so far here in this uh, early sports season uh, Tawanda baseball out to a good start as they get a big win over Williamson to start the year they 10 run the Warriors 13 to 3 in uh, six inning action in their season opener uh, in other softball action, you had Canton with a nice uh, win over Wellsboro as the Lady Warriors use a six-run second inning. They get a 7-4 win over the Lady Hornets to start the season. Now, unfortunately, on the baseball side, Canton uh, was bit by you know some late-game uh, miscues. And uh, for the Warriors, they dropped their season opener at home to a very tough Wellsboro team. Uh, Wellsboro getting the early season win 10-9. to So, uh, you know, the uh, Hornets, obviously a team they're going to be uh, ones to be reckoned with as this season goes on. Obviously a potential player of the year candidate in their lineup in Darren Callahan. Uh, he's going to be one that's uh, going to be one to keep an eye on. And, of course, Wellsboro, you know, with uh, you know some of their speedsters in that lineup too, they're going to be uh, one to uh, watch on the uh, run scoring side as well. Uh, other NT softball action why losing with a big day offensively as they top Sayre 17 to 2 in three innings uh, during their NTL season softball opener uh, curious to see uh, this year you know the why losing Rams uh, how they piece together after uh, you know losing some very key seniors from a year ago of course you know Haley Jane has now moved on uh, for this why losing team she's now uh, you know doing good things down at Lock Haven you know but uh, for the Rams if there's one 
one thing I do know about this squad, uh, a really nice uh, job of coaching uh, will always be done uh, by Coach Loomis. This guy just you know knows how to get the best out of his team, and just when you think it might be a re rebuilding year, he just knows how to push those right buttons. So curious to see uh, you know how Wyalusing softball uh, will unfold here as this season goes on, but uh, definitely looking forward to seeing more uh, great spring sports action coming up here as this season goes on. So, yeah, just some uh, early season, uh, you know, kind of results there for you. And, of course, uh, you know, we'll dive into some track and field as well as that's coming up here in, uh, I think, next week, I think, is when the first track meets will be getting underway here in the league. So definitely looking forward to talking more about that as well. But it is that time to put a wrap on this week's podcast. Again, want to thank this week's guest, Carissa Fluck from North Penn Liberty for taking some time and joining us and talking some unified bocce. Also want to thank Emma Coolidge, this year's Girls All-Star Defensive Player of the Year in girls basketball as well. So a big thank you to both of those guests for taking some time this week on the podcast as well. Spring sports broadcasting wise, getting ready to take off as well. Hopefully we'll get in a couple of games next week on Wednesday, April the 6th. You can join me in East Troy as the Troy Trojans baseball team gets ready to take on Athens. And then on Friday, it will be NTL softball as Canton will host Northeast Bradford. Both of those ball games can be heard uh, with a 4:30 first pitch on the True Oldies Channel, 99.9 FM and AM 1310 WTZN as well. So you can join us on both of those channels. Or if you want to stream it online, go uh, to the TuneIn app, search WTZN, or do the online link at oldies99fm.com. But regardless, hopefully next week we get some spring sports in. Definitely looking forward to that. Again, a big thank you to all the listeners for joining me this week. Folks, it's been another fun week. We'll look forward to it next week. I'm Shane Wilbur. This has been the NTL Now podcast, as always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.